0: This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal podcast. I'm here with Eric, Jesse, and Papa Paranormal. Say hi, guys.
1: What's going on? How's it going? Hi, Hi guys. Wait, wait, wait. What? Are you ready to get Jesse out of the hole right now?
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) Just bring him up.
2: Wait, no. Uh, My candy bar is still down there.
0: (laughs) Forget the candy bar. Oh, my
2: God.
3: (laughs) Any who's. The only time he gets to use the toilet. (laughs) <laughs> anyways, I have uh, constructed one down there. <laughs>
1: the same pail that you come up on is your toilet. Uh, it is uh,
2: constructed of little Caesar boxes. Oh,
0: Anywho's, we're on episode ninety-seven. I still haven't uploaded episode ninety-six because I have to take out a joke.
2: <laughs> oh, what a joke? joke is this? That's pretty
0: good. You know which joke it is.
2: I don't know what joke it is. Well, I'm
0: not going to talk about it. But well, anyways, don't
2: diddle me about it. <laughs> what <laughs>
0: that's the joke, What's the what? joke? <laughs> anyways
1: oh the church one yeah i've diddled in the church
0: all right that's coming out too <laughs> <laughs> um anyways thank you for tuning in this is part three of the becker's haunting and this will be the final one i'm sorry that we originally thought it was going to be a two-parter but now it's a part three because there's just so much information Um, just so that you guys are aware, all of my material is coming from the actual book called A True Haunting by Edwin Becker. I got it from Amazon Kindle or yeah, for the Amazon Kindle. getting those
2: Kindle
1: points, huh?
0: Yeah, actually, I I was like going on a spree (laughs) earlier this week. What
2: is, what is an Amazon Kindle?
0: Oh, sweet Jesus. But (laughs) any who's, just
1: insulting you right
3: there, (laughs) subtly insulting you. No,
0: it's not. (laughs) Anywho, um, <laughs>
3: there's no pictures.
0: It's called True Haunting by Edwin Becker.
3: Oh.
0: Um, but, anyways, uh, yeah, so let's just get our usual stuff out of the way. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever else podcasts are heard. Uh, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe and share our stuff if you like. And uh, you can send in your stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow me
1: on OnlyFans.
0: Nope. Anyways, <laughs> damn. Um,
1: just putting down my self-esteem.
0: I can't. I can't say something quickly because I'm chugging Zipping. this. Oh, chugging uh, this buzzball. It's what
2: gets her. Gets her through the the podcast with us.
0: <laughs> to take my medicine.
3: <laughs> that in a bong hit, damn.
0: <laughs> Anywho's, um all right before we start uh, any creepy updates
1: no Mm -mm.
0: okay anything else we'd like to share i
1: would like to share something what so like in this ever-growing fearful world of ours Uh i just learned of a new syndrome have you ever heard of anton syndrome no so this is where the brain actively generates images for you to see but you are blind Do you get it? I
0: don't.
1: Yes. So you are blind, right? But your brain is generating images that, and most people who have this syndrome are, believe that they're not blind because their brain is making uh,
2: these false images. But isn't that like you had to have had sight (gasps) previous to it i think i have I heard. no idea i think it's only like if you went blind i don't think if you were born blind I,
1: yeah i don't know it was one of those you know like fearful things that you didn't know oh, about yeah, yeah. type things and i i saw it and i looked into it a little bit and i was like holy fuck that's scary as shit I think it would
2: be that's equivalent weird. to uh like phantom limb oh yeah 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 i think it's in <clears throat> that realm but um because I, I i think i know what you're talking about because i heard it on podcast some dude actually talking about it and it's just based off of whatever memories you have of what you you have previous to losing sight, so yeah. you'll generate that. Hmm. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's something else for me to be very scared of. Interesting. Or am I just blind right now and <laughs> generating this world as I see fit?
2: Mm. Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> no, I know Salma Hayek's feet
3: are very <laughs> ingrained. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all I would see yeah. if I went
1: blind and had that on You'd syndrome. hear
3: voices, and it'd just be her feet <laughs> like, talking,
0: just the, the pitter patter, feet,
1: yeah, slapping together,
0: <laughs> woo, something slapping. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I do want to to bring up um, on Netflix. Like, I, the, clearly, this is not a review podcast or anything, but I do want to like throw out the the new Netflix Junji Ito uh japanese tales of the macabre series is really fucking cool oh
2: that's what you've been like super binging on right yeah so, yeah i've it, been wanting to watch that it's really good yeah
0: yeah um so if you like uh horror and what what are you
2: i no, no i'm just oh, saying
0: okay you looked at me like you were about to give me some snarky <laughs> no, remark. no
2: i'm just saying the the tube TV in the bottom doesn't get Netflix. Oh, my God. Is there like a DVD or VHS <laughs> that sister, I can... My mm-hmm. sister
1: refuses to acknowledge how an antenna the bunny ears works, and she <laughs> keeps saying that it's going to work down there. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, yeah, uh, if you have a Netflix account or if you can steal somebody's password that you know, go <laughs> we're ahead and not, watch We're that.
1: not promoting that.
0: Oh, yeah. we're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the
2: things, right? <laughs> do Netflix accounts
0: still somebody's password, and by still, we're, I mean ask them. Where Netflix is
2: <laughs> is
1: literally cracking down mm-hmm. on password sharing. You're just saying do it more.
0: Yeah, we can't. We on, we have only uh, one account here, so like if one of us is watching Netflix, nobody else can watch Netflix here. <laughs> so don't ask for my password. <laughs> Anywho's dad, you said you had wanted to to share something. Um.
3: Yeah, it was, it was just something cool. Uh, Me and the guys, not this past weekend, but the weekend before we went to, uh, we played, you know, we have the 80s band and we went and played a private party in Encinal, Texas. And uh, it was about literally in the middle of nowhere, right? I mean, it was uh, 40 minutes off a dirt road when we finally got to the ranch and stuff, you know, and uh, uh, it's just something funny. You know, it was a private party. We literally played like for twenty people. But, you know, it was it was a corporate gig still. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this ranch, everybody was walking around with with handguns and rifles oh and God. stuff, you know. And apparently that morning, which is really weird for this uh time of year, they shot this five foot rattlesnake. Oh mm-hmm.
0: shit.
3: And I was like, holy cow and of course everybody was taking their turns, taking the pictures and stuff, right? As the night goes on, everybody's getting drunk. <clears throat> really cool. And we're getting ready to leave, right? It's almost midnight, and we're ready to hit the road. And uh, we're like, hey, man, the snake's gone. Wow, what happened to it? And there's this old dude walking around with his snake wrapped around his neck. Oh, and there's all God. the <laughs> all the guts hanging out and stuff. But he thinks he looks cool as shit. It is fucking hilarious, Not man. He just <laughs> it reminds he has... me of, uh, what is it, Tremors? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Wong yeah, has the... the... The, snake the graboid. Cool. Yeah, 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 and they're taking pictures of the same thing, man. This, hey, man that's, just had this... that's Egg Chan. You put some respect on that
2: name. Is it Chang or is it Wong? No, no. I'm well,
1: saying... his name
3: was Wong in and, and, and and the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. But then...
2: he's Egg
1: Chan from, from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's like, <all>, oh, damn, <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies. I've yeah.
0: seen Big Trouble in Little China, but it's been years. But, but it's
2: dad's story was stupid. I That's didn't right. well, say that. See, she <laughs> says <laughs> it she says it's been years she's since she's seen it, but like I literally saw it last week <laughs> <laughs> in the house on yeah. the TV while watching? she was sitting down on the couch was in front of it. No,
1: we, we yeah, we should just rebrand this whole podcast to the Pork Shop Express. What's the pork chop Express?
2: Again oh, I Christ. I had a shirt that I one of the many things I'm like, Hey, you think you could make this for me? And she looks me dead in the eyes like I'm doing tea and goes, Yeah, babe. <laughs> Just yeah,
3: yeah. I could do that. Go to bed now.
2: <laughs> the check's in the mail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Working on it as we speak. <laughs> Draws a pork chop and she's like, "Done." As and she's done. lowering you back in. <laughs> <laughs> done Anyways. and done. He wanted pork chops for dinner. Got it. <laughs> Medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the way he likes it.
0: <laughs> anyway,
2: the way
3: he likes his chicken.
0: All right, I think we're uh, ready to to start for the the remainder of our story, right?
1: I like how you're ver- being very careful with your words now. It's almost like you're doing it unconsciously, so that we don't make some type of like sexual innuendo. What do you mean? I'm
0: not being
2: because like you would have you would have been like, let's jump into it, and we would have been like all the time. I think it's I think she's uh, she's ascended to like a super saiyan of uh, <laughs> of, of, of not of dodging our. <laughs>
0: attempting to stay on track yeah. <laughs> but anywho's all right i think we're ready to to get back to part three right yep all righty, so go ahead and sit back and relax open whatever beverage if you haven't already and let's get started Okay, so our last episode, we left off with Princess the Poodle running away. This is their second animal that has ran away. And then right before that, we had our first. A psychic group that visited the apartment mm-hmm. uh, they basically ran out of there the the moment there was some type of paranormal activity so screaming uh, soap, <laughs> soap. <laughs> okay so marcia decides to call the second group that she found in the yellow pages again they're called illinois psychic research and she uh just noted that they were very uh much more professional they took a while to actually get back to them unlike the first group who like they called them in the morning and they were there that same night like super gung-ho about everything so when marcha
3: marcha (laughs) (laughs) Marcha, marcha, marcha.
2: That's the the San Antonio, Texas twang we got going down here, buddy.
0: Anyways. It
2: came out. Uh, It happens, especially with a little bit of alcohol. I'm so embarrassed.
0: (laughs) Um, The person that did interview them, his name was Tom Valentine. Uh, At one point, he was a real reporter, and he did have his own personal interest in psychic phenomena. He interviewed the couple explaining that they try to rule people out with logical reasons uh, at the beginning uh, and he's just saying that he's, you know, if it's a supposed haunting, he wants to make sure that it's not like, you know, fucking heater or something. So this also included ruling out mental illness or untreated illnesses. After interviewing the couple for some time, he said that the next step was to have someone come over to inspect the house to make sure that they were not trying to trick him. After the interview with Tom, Edwin began to wonder about the Ouija board that they had found in the closet the day they started cleaning the house up. And I don't know if y'all remember, that's when his little brother, Butch, found it in the closet when he was painting.
1: Right, right. So
0: uh, he was thinking, was Ben responsible for the Ouija board? so was he trying to reach out to his deceased wife so the following day tom asked if two people could go with him to inspect the house on that following friday evening they agreed and welcomed three members of the group into the house that friday night one group member a woman named barbara was able to impress edwin Besides. Uh, Tom there was another man uh, his name was Joseph DeLuise that he would later learn was actually somewhat of a famous psychic. Edwin was feeling quite annoyed. Uh, He was kind of feeling like they duped him at first uh, like the first psychic group but that's when Barbara turned around and just said bullets and from there the conversation ensued where uh, they were able to basically admit edwin did find bullets in the rafters of the basement yeah and uh he said that he never told us another person about this so as the group moved through the house the two people were able to tell edwin and marcia about things they felt in the house certain feelings about like certain places before leaving they were able to confirm that an elderly woman ghost was still there that she was trapped Uh, One was a violent spirit that they were actually frightened of, and that that was Henry. And this is just another trigger warning. Uh, There was a spirit in the garage. They said a woman hung herself there. Oh, shit. And that's when Edwin says, no, she hung herself in the basement. Get it right. (laughs) And they said, no, she hung herself in the garage. And if she was found in the basement, she was moved. And uh one of the things that their neighbor Walter had mentioned was like seeing them take her body out of the basement, so that's hmm. you know a bit cool, no, not cool okay. so <laughs> well,
1: yeah, yeah, but uh you, you know what I know this is probably something just very minuscule and probably not very important, but did Edwin ever mention like the material of the bullets?
0: Um, I don't know, to be honest. If he did, I wouldn't have.
1: paid. Uh, yeah, I would have yeah. kind of glossed over it. Yeah. Uh, bullets okay. are bullets to me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, for, for a long time, I mean, you know, bullets of different material have always kind of held somewhat of a superstitious.
3: Like silver. Uh, yeah. Or, so on so and so forth. So I, I was
1: just curious, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so. Or, and, well, even that, I don't know, and,
1: and even at that, you know, and even at that not just you know bullets but I mean the material that the bullets are made out of mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah.
0: uh,
1: or just materials like metals you know like silver, copper, iron and stuff Nerf. like that so
0: <laughs> foam bullets yeah. uh, Anywho's sorry um, so before they leave they ask if they can return to the house uh, to do another walk through but just by themselves like no Edwin family no Dave and Ellen downstairs and they agree uh but they're saying the reason they want to do this is because they feel that Edwin and Marsha have their own, like, natural psychic abilities that they don't even realize that they haven't harnessed. And
2: they're, ma- s- they're messing up their juju.
0: Yeah, that they're they're actually riling up the spirits that, and they don't even realize it.
2: Wow. Interesting. <laughs> oh, bro. Your soup
3: powers are off. <laughs> I <American. laughs> just wanted to go through the underwear drawer. Oh
0: yeah. gosh!
3: <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, brings back good memories. Anyways,
2: <laughs> a few days after, ap- quite big knickers she has. <laughs> 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 you like that fish accent? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're in Chicago. Damn it! Yeah, but they, they did, did have a British. <laughs> the very first episode, so she was doing br- Peppa Pig.
3: Y- you need mm-hmm. the the Were they Detroit. You need the they Detroit were not Duende.
2: that's what you need. Oh, okay, my bad. I'll bring them out later.
0: Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> let, me get,
2: let me get one more beer deep in and <laughs> that boil.
0: Oh my come god.
2: <laughs> Chicago deep dish, baby. Oh
0: gosh. Anyways, a few days after the inv- uh, investiga- investigators walked the house, Tom caught to schedule the follow up visit. So the following Thursday Tom arrived with exorcist Reverend William Durl Davis. Uh the reverend was very said he was said to be very confident, he was loud and he uh freely shared his experiences in exorcising demons in castles in England and the sort. Um and of course uh Joe was there too for or Joseph, sorry. For two hours, the Beckers and their tenants left the house and took a drive to give them time with the house alone. When they arrived back at the house, Edwin noticed the ladder was up to the attic. When they went inside, they were sitting at the table looking somewhat tired. They explained that the house did indeed have many ghosts, but they felt that they would be able to exercise them. Not knowing what he meant, it was explained that it was a religious ceremony that was supposed to free earthbound spirits. Joe also said he would try to communicate with the spirits by going into a trance, but that it would be very dangerous. They believed that in a trance state that it was possible to invite a demon to possess the person. Something that the investigators did not share though, was that they were concerned the malevolent spirit that was being felt in the house could possibly be a demon joe explained to them everything he would do in all aspects how they would conduct themselves moving forward uh meaning how edwin and marcia would uh that he expected them to stop antagonizing the spirits because it only creates more danger so they couldn't be doing the door trick anymore uh edwin couldn't be just saying oh ben and talking to him out loud you know uh, joe then said he needed to time to prepare for the exorcism and would contact them when he was ready to move forward. The activity in the apartment amped up after this as if they knew what was coming. During the waiting period is when the couple received a fateful phone call. Carol Simpson with NBC News called asking if she could cover the exorcism for television. She found out the story from Tom Valentine and wanted to cover the story from a serious perspective. She said that she'd first interview them and that they would make their decision if they'd like to record the exorcism. The following night, Carol went over and spoke with the couple for hours. They were in awe of her professionalism and warmth that she displayed and the fact that she seemed more interested in their experience and feelings living with the ghosts than the actual ghosts themselves. Edwin mentions that later on Carol Simpson would eventually make it to be a national news anchor. Uh, Carol explained that they would like to record many hours of footage of the house, like in different settings, different hours, uh, just so they could have all that B-roll. And then do a formal interview, the actual exorcism, and an exit interview after the exorcism.
1: Making a spectacle of
0: it, basically. Yeah, or well, you know, enough to do a a whole piece on it. Right, right. Yeah, so they agreed to allow NBC to record, and the next three days filming began. The crew brought along a truckload of cameras and lights and filmed everything they could. Finally, when they did sit down to interview, it was in their living room. The interview only lasted 45 minutes and was described as being painless. The crew packed up and left and said they would be back for the day of the exorcism, which turned out to be that following Friday. The night before the exorcism, the house was quiet as if the ghosts were saving up their energy for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their first day of school energy. <laughs> They're like, oh <"Who> you? <laughs> that's,
1: that's actually pretty cool, actually, I, I think.
0: <laughs> so the day of the exorcism, eight people arrived from NBC, uh, but only three of them were actually necessary to be there. The rest were just people that wanted to be onlookers. After the camera crew were ready, the Reverend and Joe arrived in clerical robes. This is when they realized Joe was also an ordained minister. Before starting, the Reverend told them all that once the ceremony began, that they would not be allowed to leave the house. Yeah, so after much discussion, All five of the NBC onlookers left Not wanting to get stuck in the house If anything got out of hand
1: Chicken (laughs) shit I would have
0: been like that I'm like, oh, let's go get nachos
1: (laughs) Why nachos?
0: Uh, Jesus Christ Because nachos make me happy
1: (laughs) What is it with women and nachos?
3: Eva fucking craves nachos every day What's not not to like about nachos? It's cheese and jalapeno and chips No, no, it's just cheese and fucking chips
1: Whatever So it's not even like
0: Oh, like the the stadium nachos.
1: Mm. Yeah, see that? Oh, I wouldn't
0: mind
3: that, but this is the 70s. There's no nachos. Oh, Oh, yeah. There's no Rotel to put in there and stuff. I don't even
0: need Rotel. I just need Mm. that Rico's red and yellow can. I think there
3: was nachos. I take that back. (laughs) Someone's going to write in. There was nachos in the 70s. Nachos
0: historians. Please write
1: (laughs) in. First the the soup groups, now the nachos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the exorcism was ready to begin. The two prayed, and then Joe went into a trance. Quickly, a strong gust of wind could be felt throughout the room. Previously, they had closed all of the windows in the apartment, so they did not know where the wind was coming from. The room became darker, and the temperature dropped. Joe, in his trance, then shot out his hand, holding a mirror and crucifix, and said out loud, You do not belong here. You must leave. Can't you see that you have no place here? Why do you stay? Then, a weak old woman's voice came out of his mouth, saying, The picture, the picture. I need the number. The Reverend began to command the spirit to leave. Joe came back and was telling the spirit to leave as well, that they didn't belong there, After this, the sound technician, who was very frightened, began to hear a bird chirp. Only in his earphones, though. Soon, everyone in the room could hear the sound of the single bird, but then it multiplied to many birds chirping at once. Outside the house, on a single tree, birds all of a sudden congregated and grew louder. The sound of the birds was so loud that later on in editing, NBC would be unable to remove the sound. For the next hour, the Reverend and Joe continued his trance. Then, Joe just opened his eyes. The Reverend asked, are you finished? Joe just nodded. After the two of them went around the house with blessed salt, closing off all entrances into the house. They said the house was clear, but their body language really didn't convey that. After they left, they finished the interview with Carol Simpson and the house was quiet again. They left to pick up their daughter and when they returned, checked in with Ellen to see if anything happened while gone. She happily reported that it was quiet. During the exorcism, Edwin actually used a recorder to tape the entire session. They played the tape back and heard other things they didn't notice during the session. Some tapping, some knocking, And most shockingly, a child's voice saying, Mama. That night, the couple went to bed happily, pleased that their house was cleansed of spirits. At 5 a.m., Edwin woke up to the sound of a woman sobbing in their living room. Frightened, he whispered to his wife if she was awake. She was. She asked, what do we do? Edwin had a line of sight in the living room and could see no one was there. He decided he was going to record the sound as the recorder was still plugged in. As he flipped the record button on, the sobbing stopped mid-cry. Ooh! Yep, like if if they knew. (laughs) He said it was the most anguished, loud, uncontrollable sound he heard in his life the activity in the building continued and Dave and Ellen moved out when Carol Simpson called to check in the couple or with the couple they lied to her and said everything was going okay (laughs) Yeah, mainly because they didn't want uh, they didn't see what the point would be if they told her the truth like what's Carol Simpson gonna do if like yeah our house is still haunted Joe followed up as well as if he knew the exorcism didn't work They later found out it was the first and likely last time Joe and the Reverend worked together. Joe was more interested in making contact with spirits, finding out why they were still there, while the Reverend just wanted to banish them immediately. Edwin set about the task of cleaning up the bottom floor apartment to make it ready for the new tenants. While scrubbing the floor on his hands and knees, he felt a presence watching him. He saw for the final time the elderly woman, this time in a wheelchair. She looked at him, then looked outside of the window she was in front of, and vanished when he blinked.
3: Wheelchair and all? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Edwin cool. made... Yeah.
3: Yeah. So was this... I'm sorry, was this uh-huh. the mother... I mean, did they confirm this later on, that she was bound to a wheelchair? Yes. Wow.
0: Uh, Edwin made his way to look out the window uh, to see what she was looking out. And outside was an elderly man looking at the window, the sun that cut contact with her in life.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, what a coincidence.
0: Yep. Edwin made his way to look out the window, and outside was the elder, me- was an elderly man looking inside. What?
3: Nothing. I'm laughing every time you trip on a word. <laughs> yeah, because you uh, laugh at us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anywho's, when he saw Edwin, he just walked off. After the apartment was ready for new tenants, Edwin's sister April begged for him to let her move in. He wasn't comfortable with the idea, but she managed to convince him. Soon after, Carol Simpson called to let the couple know that the segment on The Exorcism was to air soon. The couple watched with anticipation the 30 minute news program and were pleased with how the documentary-like and serious 5 minute segment was afterwards, the network said that their phone switchboard lit up like a Christmas tree with the amount of calls that went in. The segment was aired multiple times throughout the week and was even turned into a longer form segment that wasn't able to air in Illinois.
1: So is, could I find this on YouTube?
0: No. What? So, so you could find the intro sort of, but like the actual footage of it is, is basically lost. Oh. It's lost. Yeah. But yeah, like interesting. Um, like the whole, the intro and all of that, that still does exist that you can find that on YouTube. So afterwards, <laughs> the family's phone rang off the hook with other reporters trying to get an interview. One reporter did manage to get one for a publication called The National Tatler, a rival to the National Enquirer. They had said Joseph had asked for him to interview them, and wanting to please him, they he Joe since he hadn't asked for anything else, uh, he didn't even ask them to pay him for his services. They agreed. They had a full-page story where the interviewer took creative liberty and embe- embellished certain parts of their story. Joe would eventually ask Edwin to to go on an on-air with him on a radio show. Called the Jack Egan Show. Does that sound familiar at all? No, no, okay. <laughs> so, why do you
1: automatically think dad would know? No, I was asking all of y'all. No, yeah, no, no, does no, not
0: okay.
3: okay. Yeah, I was, no, I, was no, I was a child so. during that time. Well,
0: I don't know. You <laughs> guys listen to shit. old stuff. <laughs>
3: wow, yeah, what? Thanks well, for calling me old stuff. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> anyways. The Jack Egan Show was the nightmare that Edwin wanted to avoid. <laughs> Egan ridiculed their story, uh, but focused mainly on Joe, making his audience laugh at the at jabs, and trying not to antagonize Edwin too much. Edwin felt that Egan tried not to speak with him too much because he knew Edwin would likely argue back with him. Joe was much more calm and just, you know, took it. Later on, the Reverend Daryl Davis did reach out to the family again. He was a bit upset to find out that the exorcism didn't work, but then explained that exorcisms weren't really meant to exorcise demons, or weren't really meant to exorcise, or they were meant to exorcise demons, I'm sorry, and didn't really address earthbound spirits.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. So Edwin and Marsha, though... uh or well, let me go back real quick about Jack Egan. So uh, I had mentioned before how Edwin likes to uh, put in his like uh, afterthoughts. So he, even though he was upset with how Egan treated him and Joe on the show, he did later on say that he found out Egan was actually like a really stand-up person, and that oh, okay. like okay. he he did support local businesses and whatever like stuff that he did endorse, he actually was known to like actually use it and he was like, Yeah, he's a he's an honest stand-up guy, blah blah blah. So
1: it's just a persona that he puts on. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah,
0: and and I I would like to throw that out there just because Edwin uh made mention of it in the book. Um so Edwin and Marsha, though they were trying to figure out a way to be rid of the house, Edwin decided to get a second job to save up for a down payment on another property. He would go to his first job from seven to five, have an hour break from five to six, and then clock in from six to eleven for his night job. Damn. At- yeah. So That's at- what I
3: used to do. <laughs> no, I did.
0: Yeah. So, after Edwin's sister moved in, she was excited to have spirit activity and brought a Ouija board without Edwin's knowledge. Jesus.
2: Yeah. So you
1: do this is the naked gun, <laughs> hand slap, forehead slap.
0: <laughs> she would have her friends over, play with the board, and have the spirit do a trick where she'd ask it to play a few <laughs> keys on her piano. Um, and so like it would literally just p- play like a single key and it would be drawn out like, you know, how like you keep your finger right. on there yeah. and it draws it out. That's That was the trick. So one day she asks Marsha to come down and see the board as she and her friends are playing with it. Marsha sees the planchette move about and learns that April had been in contact with a spirit named Henry. Frightened, Marsha tells Edwin as soon as he gets home, but in his exhaustion, he doesn't really hear what she's saying and just follows up with a yeah, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) Rightfully. One day...
2: Where's my soup? Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) One day, when Edwin was home during the day, he heard his sister and her family causing a ruckus. Rushing downstairs to see what the commotion was, he stumbles into a scene where his brother-in-law is holding a belt to discipline their two kids while April is shouting for him to do his job. So Edwin's flabbergasted by this display and the fact that his sister is just insulting her husband so openly in front of everybody. Um, She basically has a complete personality shift um, where she just becomes much more violent and much more short-tempered. When Edwin discussed the incident with Marsha, she later mentioned seeing a shift in her personality and that she thought it was from the use of the Ouija board This Hmm. is when Edwin's ears perks up, and he's like, Ouija board. And, yeah. (laughs) And Marsha reminds him, she told him weeks ago that the spirit was named Henry, and her friends would go over, and they would contact him. So Edwin marches down to his sister's apartment. (laughs) He
2: did that whole anchorman thing. He's all, I thought it was a joke. (laughs) I laughed when you said it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Edwin marches down to his sister's apartment, Demands the Ouija board and destroys it in front of her angrily. April didn't, yeah. yeah so April didn't speak to him for another week, uh, and so she just casually tells him the next week, "I think you're possessed." So, <laughs> again, flabbergasted, Edwin asks why. She says that she saw a face behind his as he broke the Ouija oh, board shit. apart last week. That it was a man somewhat shorter with longer brown hair and a distorted face it was henry she was describing this back, is
3: well, i'm sorry but back in the day back in the 70s you used to be able to buy ouija boards like like nothing you go to the winds or Woolco, that was you know back then was the dollar general and Kmart, well, I, I walmart think, back then I, I
1: think you could still do that because even now they're fucking like uh, property themed, right? Like there's a fucking Stranger Things Ouija board. There's yeah, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I uh, think there's, uh, there's think even like a s- Smurfs Ouija board. I've so- seen
3: I've seen a bathroom bathroom curtains. Uh, yeah, uh, well, ninety yeah. percent
2: of our house is Ouija board. Um, my it, bad. I and my say, sister
1: questions like she said, "Why is our house so haunted?" <laughs> I,
2: I want to say like that it only became scarce doing during the Satanic Panic era. Oh
3: yeah. Late 80s Because I remember my cousin yeah. Carmen, we would play with it. Oh, stuff. really? Yeah. Does Carmen and,
0: have any stories? No,
3: probably, because it was probably her movie net. Mm. she would say, You got to put your hand on it. And then it's she would ask stupid you questions. You owe like me it. $10. Yeah. <laughs> Is Scott Bio, you know, does Chachi really love Joni? It's, it's a yes. <laughs> That's for the older folks. <laughs> that, that, that,
1: that unseriousness just
2: runs in our family, doesn't <laughs> it? <It's> just, <laughs> All right. So who farted on the, you know, like, hey, it's, it's like really not be, your name. We could be
1: posed with, like, a serious scenario. Like, we'd, like the devil could pop up and we'd be like, is your asshole really hot? <laughs> like, it's a saying here on earth. Is it? Is it hot? <laughs>
2: right. See, and that's when you you would get the, I don't know. Lick it, find out <laughs> oh you don't ask questions like that, dude. <laughs> Nine-volt <ball> battery, yeah. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, anyways.
1: Don't tempt me, Satan.
2: Don't tempt me,
0: anyways. This is when is Edwin he, is says, he packing
2: yams, though. That's oh the question. God.
0: Oh, like from what's the, oh, no, she's <laughs> she's yeah, yeah. the <laughs> cow and chicken? <laughs> cow and chicken, <laughs> okay. Sorry.
2: She's a okay. uh, big red butt. I yeah, gotta... <laughs>
1: it's
0: a, I know that one. <laughs> Anyways,
2: oh, is that is
1: that why you dismiss us? Is because you're not in on the jokes? Huh? <laughs> 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 no, you know,
2: it's not that she's not in on it. It's just it doesn't register like. I, that one registered. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. she was It'll like, "Register tomorrow while uh, she's driving at work." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it's they a Prime example of uh, Captain America when he's like, "I, I got that reference." Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> the,
3: the Dorothy one, the was <laughs> of Oz
2: one. <laughs> yeah, I got that reference.
0: Anyways, <laughs> this is when Edwin says that he thinks his sister should move out. She took it as an eviction, but he reiterated, "No, I think you should move out before something bad happens."
3: The devil's butthole. <coughs>
0: Sweet Jesus.
3: <laughs>
0: <coughs> Marsha reassured Edwin as April left the apartment that she didn't think he was possessed, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Um, so Edwin would soon ask April's husband, Jim, if April's okay. He admitted that she seemed to be having a personality shift becoming more angry frequently and sometimes going into rages where he thought she would hurt the kids. Yeah, So Edwin apologized and said he never should have let them move in. At this point Edwin was a firm believer in ghosts. Jim on the other hand was not and reassured Edwin that April's problems were because she was cooped up in the house all day and only had her ghost obsessed friends and children as company
1: cabin fever. Damn.
0: I know, I'm just like, well, if you think that's it, like, let her go outside. the bingo. (laughs) So Jim left it at that. Marsha would be the one to watch April's mental health plummet. April complained of nightmares where she was visited by a hooded figure, and she began to hear voices and believed that she was going to die. She said that while she would wash dishes at her sink, she would hear a voice saying, kill yourself. The piano that she once loved...
2: Wait, who heard that voice? The guy or the girl?
0: No, the girl. April. The the one that is like... Her mental health is like really suffering.
2: I was like, that's the other person just whispering it through the door. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) the piano that she once loved to show off with the ghost notes now began to play in the middle of the night. The same notes. The same volume. The same amount of times. Damn. April's son also began to talk to someone that couldn't be seen that he called Henry. Oh shit. Yeah, so if April tried to punish her son, he threatened her with Henry.
1: Oh shit.
0: Yeah, like if you spank me, Henry's gonna get you and stuff like that.
1: Damn. I
0: know, and I just I would be terrified. What if what if Sal's there? No, we're not even gonna put that thought into my brain. Um so she was starting to believe that henry was the source of her personality shift she was now paranoid full of fear always moving and uh described as almost being manic so five months into edwin working two jobs he was browsing the classified ads and saw one that said desperate seller needs buyer two flat building near montrose and ashland Curiosity got Edwin and he called the realtor. He learned that the family that owned the house intended to move to Wisconsin and sell the Ashland house to someone else, but that sale fell through, so now they had two mortgages. Damn it. Yeah. So over the phone, Edwin learns that he that the that they ad- absolutely need a 20% down payment on the $24,000 house. Damn. I know. At the time, it was illegal to get a loan for a down payment, so he told huh? the yeah, so he told the realtor that That's the
1: scariest part
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that he wouldn't be able to pull it off. The realtor, though, came back with like the I got a friend that works at a bank, and if he applied for a loan for home improvements in the amount of thirty six hundred dollars, uh, the twenty percent, he would be approved. So Edmund met with the realtor at the house and said it was much nicer and well taken care of. The previous owners were woodworkers and left the house with beautiful craftsmanship. Edwin did the numbers and figured out he could swing two mortgage payments if he rented out the three extra apartments and lived in the nicer apartment and his only payment would be towards the loan. Again, without telling Marsha, he (laughs) signed a check to purchase another house as the realtor had said, the loan was approved. Edwin happily deposited the check into his savings account but still had note still hadn't told Marsha until that weekend. Surprise.
2: <laughs> so,
0: instead of waking up at 5 a.m., he he goes, "Let's sleep in." And when they did get out of bed, an hour later, he tells her we need to go to the bank to sign a new mortgage for our new house. Surprise! (laughs) So only showing relief, not even asking where the house was or looked. Uh, Marcia just asks, how soon can we move? So in 90 days, he told her. So off the little family went to the bank and they had planned to make a full day of it. When they were gone, Edwin and April's mom went to visit April. Uh, This is...
3: I'm sorry. uh, um, Does it say April's age? I'm just curious um, at this time.
0: I don't think so, to be honest. Or I don't remember. Or I didn't take note of it. So I'm sorry. But I believe she's younger. So um, let me see. Oh, okay. So April and Edwin's mom is there. And so is Butch, the younger brother. Um, They are planning to stay the night at April's apartment. Nice. So while they're gone, there was so much activity upstairs that they were convinced that they were home and even went upstairs a few times thinking they were there. The family didn't return until past midnight, but April, Jim and the family stayed up waiting for them to get home. Around 11 p.m., the people in the first apartment, or first floor apartment, heard a loud boom reverberate in the top floor, and they were sure something bad had happened. When they did eventually go inside the apartment, everything was still in its place. Everyone, everyone went back to bed. Uh, Butch, who was sleeping in the first floor apartment, was awoken by the piano, yeah, for 15 minutes he heard the sound of the piano key plunk down. Then as the sound faded, it or faded, it was pushed again. Damn. Mm-hmm. And after that night, he never would set foot back into the house.
3: <laughs> I don't blame him. It would have been cool if they would have been playing like the ice cream the the, <laughs> the ice cream man song. <laughs> Something
0: so um
2: what what were they playing again did they did It was they... just a single note oh, okay. a Single no.
3: yeah Uh so you,
2: you hack you got no talent Oh my gosh <laughs> At least it
3: was a clarinet
2: oh, oh excuse oh, you, you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's right I forgot you were first chair with two people <laughs>
2: She only- Sir. <laughs> Anyways. she like, don't make me wear my jacket.
0: I know. Right let now. me go get my jacket.
3: Um, <laughs> Junior hijack.
0: <high> <laughs> when Edwin told uh, his friend George that they purchased a new house and, pla- and planned on movely- moving, sweet Jesus. Movely. I should not drink this anymore. So he tells George uh, uh, the plan She's on the, the, the table, new house. The oh, is that where she is? Yes. Yeah. She. Oh, okay. She's staring at dad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so they planned on moving. He happily volunteered to help move again. So Edwin agreed and also let him know that he could have an old workbench in the basement since he knew George's dad needed one. But you
2: got to go get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't tell me that's like they hung themselves on that bench or something. I right? don't oh okay I was, uh, don't tell me that so
0: anyways one Saturday while Edwin was at work George and his sister Arlene went to the house to pick up the bench when they were getting ready to leave a sink turned on by itself in the basement frightened Arlene put her side of the bench down while George was asking what's that who's there who turned that on and just as it had turned on on its own it turned off after George inspected the sink himself and realized it was hard to turn the knobs on the sink, they got the hell out of there. He also never gave his dad the workbench. Yeah, fuck the bench. <laughs> yeah. I can make my own. Yeah, just like, oh, offer up free pickup.
3: <laughs> MPU.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. So Edwin felt that the spirits were getting ready to amp up their activity because they knew they were going to leave. One day, they again couldn't find their cat, and again, they saw their that their window was open. Not even looking out, Edwin raced down to find his cat there on the concrete again. Oh, shit. Yeah, so she was fine, except for a scratch on her nose that she was bleeding from. He figured that if they really wanted to hurt her, they would have thrown her out of the window where she surely would have died. Because remember, she's a fat house cat.
3: So what's this? Seven lives left?
0: Oh my gosh, I guess so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, after the whole soup debacle, they oh my
0: gosh. they
2: gotta watch out for the cat.
0: <laughs> so angry and frustrated, Edwin finally starts to threaten the spirits, oh no. saying he's gonna burn the house down and they'd have nothing left. After this Two mornings in a row, Edwin finds the gas valves to his heaters shut off.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: so he figured it was because of the threats of the fire they were doing this. Uh, It was more of an inconvenience uh, for him to turn the gas back on since the valves were in the attic that could only be reached by a ladder.
3: And a ghost.
0: (laughs) So, and you know what's weird is I don't think they ever really like touch on any significance on the attic like why some weird activity happens there. Mm. Raccoons. Um, Like you're raccoon. (laughs) So all the while April is just deteriorating. Marsha and Edwin offered them to move with them to the new house, but Jim refuses since the haunted house is a more convenient location to his job. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's just very upsetting. Is it? well yeah if your wife is suffering and then but that's
3: a guy is it yeah it's a guy's mentality hey it's close to work
0: oh my god
3: she could deal with it she already treats me like shit is is it it?
0: oh my gosh (laughs) anyways unable to do anything more Edwin and his family moved into the new house on October 1st the family was out and moved into the new place in the same day with the help of George It was the most restful night they had in two years. Edwin ended up renting their old apartment to a family of four with a bargain rent deal where the tenants were also to maintain and upkeep the house. So any small repairs, lawn care, and anything like that, they would be the ones in charge of that. Mainly because Edwin just didn't want to return to the house. After a month of move. After a month that they had moved out, though, Edwin received a concerning call from Jim. April had left in the middle of the night with no money, clothes, or purse, and he had no idea where she was. What's wrong? I keep seeing you, you like look behind me. <laughs> so even after trying to report her missing to the police... They were of no help since they said that it had to be 48 hours before he can do a missing persons report. Later, she would contact them from a suburb called, I don't know if it's Cicero or Cicero. Uh, Cicero? I don't know.
3: Um, Whatever do you want. Okay. Cicario, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways,
0: telling Jim that she would never set foot in the house, she left behind her husband kids and all of the belongings and didn't see Edwin again for years. Whoa. 40 years after that event and she still reportedly slept with the light and radio on just to fall asleep. And he never found out what happened that night that made her flee.
3: Sounds like PTSD actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, What is it? That Irish exit? <laughs> just
2: <laughs> walking, to the, walking against the wind.
0: So three months after the new caretaker uh, tenants moved in, they asked to deliver their rent check in person to Edwin so that they could speak. Sheepishly, the wife named Lynn, asked if weird things ever happened. Her husband Ray looks like he's embarrassed, but finally Marsha says, yes, weird weird things did happen from time to time. Uh, They were both relieved and admitted to not being afraid, just more confused. Their broom would move on its own, and six plates broke Mm. on their own. A month after the new tenants moved, or another set of new tenants moved in into the bottom floor apartment, and they were contacting Edwin, asking him to speak with Ray and Lynn because their arguing kept her up at night, and they were always moving furniture around. Edwin said he would speak to them, but. Knew that she was just hearing the ghosts of the house (laughs) Soon Both his upstairs and downstairs Tenants were calling him to complain About each other Not realizing the ghosts were the sources Of their problems He then decides he needs to sell the house after mm-hmm. Edwin contacts multiple realtors, he settled on one uh, with a salesman named Ron that guaranteed that he could sell the house for more than twenty-four thousand dollars.
2: Goddamn, Ron! 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 <laughs> Ron! I <don't> like that.
0: <laughs> so they made a deal that he would sell the haunted property. Uh, let me see that he would sell the haunted property and his new property in <sighs> ninety days. So, Damn, quite yeah, a, quite a feat. Yeah, so they make the deal. And what I think is amusing is that he's also like, if I sell it, I'm going to throw in this new color TV and a stereo. And they're yeah. all, you got a deal, Ron.
3: What's a rerun? <laughs> so, you, you know, so, um, Damn, you got to cut that fart up. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> no, but oh, I- no, no. Now I remember what I was going to say. So if the tenants were Mexicans, oh, gosh. you would have had to worry about, they would have kept up the place. Fabuloso would have scared the ghost away. <laughs> um, they would have kept up and they would have made the ghost work. Oh, you want to move my broom? Go sweep that room. And then after that, done with that. Go they do would the have dishes had, uh, that Their shrine restroom. The, yeah Put the ghost to work They would have been they, like We're out of here We're out of here Exactly uh, Exactly I think the shrine The Guadalupe what, what Oh yeah it, that <laughs> just, All that they, they were just renting it To the wrong people The ghosts were like They've diminished <laughs> The yeah. Value of the house. Yeah, they would have actually heard the arguing upstairs. I'm like, man, it just happens. It wouldn't have bothered them. They would have gone to sleep. Like even no, even no if, even if you were to tell Why the Mexicans, do they keep calling me puta. <laughs> <laughs> that means pretty lady. Yeah. Even if you
1: were to tell the Mexicans that, like, hey, this place is haunted. Like, it has the devil in it.
2: One wevel no, later, and, and, oh, yeah. and one wevel later, things. they would have been fine with it. Twenty five
1: dollars <laughs> yeah. to rent for,
2: haunted. Yeah. They deal with it once you get devil involved with Mexican ladies they'll be like Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. tell him to go down more or no no more. okay that's what <laughs> she <laughs> said more, more, more on the price <laughs> Ooh, the devil too <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ anyways did you
1: say no Jesus? not him I said the devil was yeah. it yeah. Jesus, like or or Jesus no it was Jesus oh we should start our own cheese company and name it that Jesus Christ
2: <laughs> oh you got oh you
3: made her cough Jesus Christ. There he goes again.
0: (laughs) So anyways, they make this deal. Uh, After they make the deal, his second floor tenants, or with his second floor tenants, uh, to coordinate with the realtor to do the house showings. So after the building was sold, uh, or well, he makes the deal. After the building is sold, they're either going to get a month of rent for free or just cash. And so, like, Edwin just... Doesn't have anything to do with this building at all at this point. So, within that first re- week, the realtor sold their new apartment building at a thirty-five percent profit.
2: Wow! Yeah. Oh, that Damn. boy was hungry,
0: <laughs> and he was positive that he would be able to sell the other property soon. Elated, the Beckers began house hunting and realized after viewing a house that they had ability to now feel like ghostly presences in houses. They visited a nice house in the suburbs, with everything sounding good on paper. But within taking a few steps into the house, they turned right back around.
1: Damn it!
0: (laughs) Yeah, so they said they could feel the presence in the house, and uh, that they would be able to feel them in other houses in later years. The Beckers eventually did pick a house and moved before the 90 days of the other before the other house was up, like that deal that they had made. So the realtor was confused as to why it wasn't selling, but it he just took it as a challenge. Soon, Edwin had the unfortunate news that both his tenants from the first floor and second floor were moving out. So the activity was just too much. Edwin then asked the realtor for a meeting. There, Edwin tells him that he's desperate to sell the house and was willing to lower the price by $500. Uh, and this is just because he knows he can't like afford two mortgages. Right, right. So Ron continued saying, I'm sure I can sell it. Do you want to extend the deal to another 90 days? So finally, Edwin admits that the house is actively haunted. So Ron, instead of listening in disbelief, becomes excited and questions Ed about the activity. Like, Motherfucker, why didn't you tell me this to baby could have a used this point. as a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> so the more he hears, the more he gets excited. Edwin was confused by his attitude. Ron explains that he and his wife were both ghost enthusiasts and uh, regularly attended seances, tours, and anything yeah. really that would possibly give them a ghost interaction. I got a
2: market for this baby.
0: <laughs> so Ron then proposes. What if I take over the building, he then explained that there was something called a quick claim deed where no lawyers are needed to be involved. Essentially, Ron would take over the mortgage immediately and the Beckers would wash their hands of the house. Edwin knew he'd lose money from this deal, but wanting to be rid of the house, agreed to sign the papers the following Monday.
2: Damn, that's a hell of a deal right there. Yeah, for Ron. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's what I'm
3: saying. He's just like, look, it's haunted.
2: You don't want to pay two <laughs> mortgages. Just...
3: Oh yeah, there there was a much convincing. Yeah, yeah. He's Ron knew to do I got spooky bitches
2: lined up yeah. for this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you got no idea.
0: Jesus. So that same night, Ray, uh, the second sorry. floor.
2: I just, sorry, I imagine bunch of goth girls like, "Ron, daddy, are you sure this is haunted? Oh my god, <laughs> oh, baby,
3: it's the hauntedest spot in Chicago. Damn, why can't
1: that <laughs> fall into my lap? Shit.
3: Why did Ron was the one that was actually haunting the house this whole time? Because he just wanted a good deal. Oh my God. Uh, that, that, that
2: might have been a, the, the long game for him. Because yeah. what, what is this time span right here? Uh,
0: it would, it was just like a two year time
3: span. Oh, that's what, two, years? two years? Two years. Yeah. 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 Ron. <laughs> Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, that same night, uh, Ray, the second floor tenant, called edwin to let him know like hey ron's wanting to talk to me about the haunting and before like ray was instructed not to mention that to anybody like touring the house you know and so this is when edwin's like ron is into this like just tell him everything don't hold back ron wants a haunted house so you better tell him everything so the following monday edwin met ron at his office they filled out the paperwork notarized it all and the deed was done so So ron
3: literally didn't pay no money down no he just took over the mortgage edwin made no money off of it yep wow
0: yeah so uh (laughs) ron presented edwin with the stereo he planned on giving him if he had sold the house within those 90 days edwin drove home happily relieved to be rid of the burden he had carried for the last two years and that is the Becker haunting
3: that is crazy so what's the word on the house now
0: I don't know Um, so Edwin does mention how uh, he wasn't sure if Ron and his wife had intended on moving into the house um, like he didn't think he should because they they could
1: have had like a a zach baggins intentions oh, type gosh. thing. no no no. i'm being serious like maybe like creating a museum or something you know
0: yeah well um edwin does go back a couple of years later and he does see that it looks like the house is abandoned and he's worried oh
3: no yeah
0: and he's worried that ron and his wife did move in and ended up um, dying not dying but uh I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I want to say that Edwin did say that Ron and his wife did split up um, after they acquired no, the not house. Ron, Daddy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it was
3: because that ghost jumped into uh, uh, Ron's wife. Oh, my gosh. And then Damn. she became violent, just like April did. And well, there was a problem.
0: Oh my god!
1: I think you know you know how I was saying I was having intrusive dreams. I think once the whatever was you know intruding in, on my dreams, figured out my intentions later, th- it stopped.
0: The cheddar <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: we're talking about doppelganger. Uh... Oh,
0: okay, gotcha.
1: Well, no, I think it was like a couple of episodes ago where I said I was having like intrusive oh, dreams. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, okay. That. I that. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then and then I realized what I had on my hands, and then it just stopped. I was like,
2: damn uh, You ruined it, it for your son oh shit. <laughs> po- pocket pool.
0: Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know when the movie is supposed to come out. That was something that has been mentioned a couple of times about uh, this supposedly going to be getting the whole movie treatment. So, I'm interested and excited. For it sounds like does. poltergeist,
3: if you ask me. There's a lot of poltergeist aspects. Already, you're gonna get the movie treatment.
0: The movie treatment.
3: <laughs> Never mind.
0: Anyways, um, so yeah,
1: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, <know, Yeah>. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, is there anything else we would like to mention before we uh, head out?
2: Um, no. I'm just glad that in this third installment, with everything that happened uh what was the, their names again both of them um edwin and
0: Marsha.
2: edwin Marsha. they had no more soup catastrophes oh my it was a one and done i feel like these spirits learned their lesson the cost oh. of it what it affects a man when what he will do he will lose money yeah to stop his soup from burning God. um ron unfortunately <laughs> Not being a soup Mini. aficionado, he, he did. It's clear that he did not like soup in any way, shape, or form. Decided to take that task on. Um, it's unfortunate that he had to, or uh, probably lost his uh, marriage over this uh, spooky babe incident that he you burned Rio did Yeah, you you've know,
1: burned my cream of mushroom too many yeah. times, Ron. <laughs>
2: Tomato. My, what about my grilled cheeses?
0: Oh, my gosh. But, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that these evil spirits exist and they burn soup out there for hardworking men that, you know.
0: This is where, okay.
2: This is where what? <laughs>
0: this is where, like, you decide that you're you're sticking to I'm the soup. I'm taking
2: a stand. Oh, my hill?
0: Yeah, this is your hill. The soup hill. If anyone should
1: be on a soup hill, it should be it's you. an upside down bowl. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Anyways.
3: Okay.
2: Right. Well. Should should we lower Jesse back into the hole?
0: Get back in the hole, Jesse.
2: Uh, God damn it. Well, hey, at least I see my candy bar down there. It's a win win for me actually. You know. Get to fart out here in the open and now I'm uh, my cave has been cleared out.
3: Jeez. Hey, that's what she said. No.
2: God. I, I, could, I couldn't hear it. I just heard the laughing from down here. <laughs> <laughs> the light is slowly diminishing.
1: <laughs> she, she just walking away from the hole. <laughs>
3: uh, hey, oh, just to mention January 28th this weekend, if this show comes out by the 27th, uh, my band Long Duck Dong 80s will be playing at Steely Nevadas. So if you guys just want to go meet Papa Paranormal behind the drums... Party with Papa Paranormal. Papa, yeah, yeah, Party with Papa Paranormal. You and party with me in private. So February eleventh. what, Party with PP? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Party with PP. I think I'm going to get a shirt made. Party <laughs> oh with PP. And then uh, uh, February 11th. No, it's not. <laughs> February 11th, at Evil Olive. Same thing. Party with PP.
2: She's all, why do you have to come up with these things? Look at her face. She's like, I, I hate those his brain works.
0: Um, speaking of the evil Olive, I think Jose with Finding the Paranormal will be there, and we might be there.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, if we can get a babysitter,
3: because
0: <laughs> you guys are usually the babysitters <laughs> for us.
3: <laughs> Just take them. Um, leave them in the car like oh, I used to God. tell you. Uh, like I'm... I used to leave you guys in oh, the I car. I don't uh, think
2: she uh, would l- enjoy him yelling, party with pee-pee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right okay guys thank you again for tuning in we'll Party with pee next, pee. we'll see y'all next week we love you make what? sure to JP drink a lot of water another... stop party drink with... a lot of water get all your sleep i love you pee-pee, pee-pee, right? don't pee-pee. say my last name bye
3: <laughs> party
1: with pp party with pee. bye bye
3: bye guys
0: I'm a jazz vampire. Shake a foot, shake a foot, shake a foot with me and dance, dance. Dancing is my specialty. Wise men keep out of my way. They know I lead them astray. They fall a minute.